Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, nerds? Um, <clears throat> hello, welcome to the first episode of the first new season that Ninth we're starting. season, yeah. bro. First season of the podcast ever, so go yeah. around. <laughs> Bear with us, we're new. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about uh, which billionaires we thought we could take in a fight. Yeah, Goose said he could beat Jeffrey Bezos <laughs> up, but I was like, Jeffrey Bezos is pretty jacked now. Yeah, so, for uh, some reason, Bra uh, Snaxton was uh, pretty on the up and up for recent shirtless pics of Jeff Bezos. He <laughs> 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 had that information absolutely on deck. Uh, and I will admit that Jeff Bezos looks he's pretty jacked. jacked. Like yeah, you he said, looks, he's got he a Putin body. Like Putin body. Yeah, 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 he's got the big tall God, He's got some giant, like, they're not even, like, big. They're just, like, They're tall. tall. He has, like, like Chris a Evans yeah, got like a townhouse on his chest yeah dude. yeah dude, i wish my pecs i don't even talk i don't know yeah. i don't have the slope my, no my pecs are really like round yeah like, same mine are very very I don't, round maybe you gotta do something different i to got a good upper one. shelf of yeah pectoral muscles i can rest a fucking bar on that but thing. i can't uh, but elon musk definitely we can, we beat can take the elon, shit out of, and, elon musk is soft body soft gates body dude too. yeah bill gates he's old maybe back in the day bill gates was a pretty wiry guy you see that picture you seen that video of him jumping on stage he like jumps over some uh like at a Microsoft event, he like jumps over some chairs on, really? on camera. If you're <laughs> pretty agile, yeah. If you're if you're a billionaire, I just assume you already pay a personal trainer to help you with. Bill sixty six. Except for old. Elon Musk. Do you think you could take Warren Buffett? Warren, yeah, I would fucking I turn Warren Bro, Buffett sneeze. into dust, dude. <laughs> He's ninety one, dude. Oh, I'll dude look at him. Mean. Up. Yeah, for real. You breathe you know, on that guy. He's dead. I. You know what? He's not even old. Not even old, what? easy take. Fucking Mark Zuckerberg. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I don't know. He could Although be, his, he could his, be a robot. Yeah, his exoskeleton could. Sh I know that it's uh, has resistance to slashing damage, but if he sheds his exoskeleton and yeah. reveals the hard metal endoskeleton, it mm. could take some serious blows. Bro, what if Mark Zuckerberg's like? The best boxer you've ever seen, like that, like a video comes a, out and he's oh, just you seen fucking that video? people up, bro. Uh, he has a uh, video of him throwing lances recently, and it, I what? The only reason I know that is because it inspired a D and D character for me that uh, I called Hark Zuckerberg, who's part Warforged. Hark Zuckerberg, like <laughs> and uh, he throws lances too. Let's see it, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, Let's throw this fucking but I was, lance. I was just like, Mark Zuckerberg is preparing to hunt men, on dude. Land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all oh, uh, once the technology fails, which he knows it will, he's fucking. This yeah. is for hunting people in New Zealand, dude. He's gonna hit that bullseye. He's like right. He's like kind of right. He's really on the money. right. Yeah, he's yeah, right on the money. Like, but he's not, close. He's next to it. He's like right next to. He's it. like throwing a. I mean, he's throwing like a ten foot spear, fifteen feet. Yeah, <laughs> he's like imagine that was a small child. When the apocalypse comes, it's gonna be. Why you got ear protection on to throw lances? <laughs> That's the softest thing I've ever heard. I don't like it when it hits the wood. <laughs> Why does he have ear pro on? I'm so confused. He's maintaining the ruse that he was just throwing lances when, in fact, he's preparing his mini guns for mowing down the pores. I was hoping someone would mention the ear protection. They did. Um, in the YouTube yeah, comments. Yeah. yeah. They're all over <laughs> They're all over I, I just don't. Do you think you could take Mark Cuban? Mark Cuban? Uh, he's Mark Cuban a, seems pretty he? in yeah. shape. He, and he's probably... Mark he's Cuban, 6'2". 
Mark Cuban is one of those guys who would be afraid he'd get his ass kicked in public, so he probably knows how to fight. Yeah, and he but, works. Yeah. He owns a basketball team, so I feel like he's around a lot of fitness. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. And I, if you're around a lot of fitness, like at some point you're, you're gonna, gonna like, have All to right, feel like, try yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, yeah. I mean, here's him. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's is actually it? a very dad bod. Yeah, I, dude, you never dad. know. They could still be really strong. I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's true. He's six two as well. I feel like I feel like if I he doesn't couldn't... have shredded arms, but they're no. full. Yeah, they're full. Yeah, could, I feel yeah. like if I couldn't beat Mark Cuban in a fight, I could at least hurt him real bad. It'd be close. It'd be very close. I think it'd be sixty three years old. Oh yeah, uh, sixty three is the new forty. It, anyway. Honestly, especially honestly, if you have a billion yeah, dollars, a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, fucking Jeff Bezos is gonna live to two hundred, isn't he? <sighs> He's going to be full He's of He's going to be the organs. first jar in the head. <laughs> uh, or head in the jar, sorry. After Walt Disney. I, yeah, yeah, after Walt Disney. I want to I wanna give Zuckerberg the benefit of the doubt to say he was shooting... I, that's what I kind of guns assumed. beforehand, and it just has... Forgot that he had them on. Yeah, I and guess. just has his fucking or lances out, I guess. It's all a ruse, because he doesn't actually... He can just turn his hearing sensors yeah. off at a moment's Yeah, he notice. forgot to put on ears today, so they were like, wait, they're like, wait, Zuck, put these on. <laughs> Uh, anyway, we're covering fandoms again. No, super fandoms. Yeah, super fandoms. Ultra fandoms. Yeah, ultra fandoms. We should have gotten some new sounds fandoms on Fandoms where people freak it. We should pay someone to make us our own sounds. What would we, what? Like that, have? ultra fandom. Oh. Or, oh. what else do we say? I bet you could find that shit on Fiverr. Or, like some... fuck you, Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I hey, gotta get on just Fiverr in case, one Just second. in case you guys were wondering, we were talking earlier about My Favorite Murder selling exclusive That's, rights yeah, to their podcast yeah. to Amazon. And we talk a lot of shit about Bezos um, and eating him, which obviously we will still do. But if no. he offers us millions of dollars, we're going to take it. Yeah, let's get we're that We're going to record. sell it. I don't want to hear. Everyone's like, my favorite murderer. Yeah. How could you do yeah. this? I don't want to hear uh, any shit in the future about like, oh, you guys talked so much shit. And now you're taking Amazon's money. Yeah. If someone gives you like millions of dollars, you're going to flip on your morals a little bit. I mean, even, <laughs> even fucking John Oliver is always talking shit on AT&T. Yeah. And, and AT&T owned HBO. Uh-huh. Oh, here we go. Let's see. So, you want to hear a get sample that real way. quick of uh, one of these? Oh, man. Yeah, voice actor? Yeah. Uh, deep Australian voice? Let's see it. That could be decent. Let me hear it. Give him a plug. Yeah, this is... Twart. Hello, I'm Shatar, and thank you for checking out my Fiverr gig. I'm a voiceover artist providing no. high-quality... Well, well, right. Let's listen to this one. Let's listen to this one. How do you live your best life? From the water to the open road, you, the nut-free action crew. All right, we're gonna. I'm gonna. Lifestyle. I'm gonna go ahead and book that guy. Yeah. <laughs> book him. Yeah, that was SLT. I don't know what his name. SL. What's it look like? Tar Cohen. Tar that's Cohen. What, you know, I don't know what how to parse that, but that's how you'd spell it. S L T A R Cohen. L. Saint, Saint, uh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, that sounded pretty good. Um, Today, I'm covering the Branch Davidians. You know, you're going first, right? Yeah, you went first last time. Okay. Remember, could you talk for like two hours? Shut the fuck. We almost, I, we almost did end up talking like the exact same amount. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was Um, a super long episode. uh, I never want to do that. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, I was, I was like, okay. I got home. My girlfriend like wanted to talk. And I was, I was like, like, no, stop. yeah. <laughs> I just talked so much. Um, I'm covering. Oh man, I have eleven pages of notes. I forgot. I really went in on the Davidians. Um, eleven, dude. <laughs> you whore. Well, okay. I wouldn't call it eleven because it's typed out like this. That yeah. is a ton. Yeah. I w- there's I a lot about paraphrase them. There's, a little there's a lot about them. I watch. Did you watch we'll that series about them? them? 
Uh, yes, I did. I think the Waco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I like their their flag. Looks like a sperm with Michael Shannon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, well, I forgot this one. Yeah. yeah. We, oh, we you did turn it down. Okay, cool. We do stand Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon's a boy. Um, that is a really good show. Yeah, the so, Waco miniseries by I think it was like a really <clears throat> like a cable network that did it. Was it? I'm pretty. This is Paramount Network. I don't know. Yeah, then I don't, I don't know, know where the fuck it aired. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, Waco show. Great show. Waco television miniseries. Fuck the yeah. The Paramount Network. Shannon. Oh, it's a cable television show. Okay, owned by MTV oh, unit nice. of Viacom. Does someone own Viacom? I don't know. I don't get it. God, he looks exactly like David Korsh. Which one? Fucking the dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Taylor Keish. Yeah, he looks fucking just like him. Yeah. That's incredible. That's, like, terrifyingly incredible. I like that stuff when they really match up. Um, Okay. I love that in our podcast you can just hear, like, the sounds of a vape. Ripped. Being ripped in the background. All right, so David Koresh was born August 17th, 1959. He was born in good old Scrooston, Texas. Um, Houston, for those of you that didn't get that. Um, His birth government name was Vernon Wayne Howell. His mom was 15 years old and his dad was 19. So his dad fucks off per usual two months before he's born. Yeah, Vernon. Nothing good ever came out of someone named Vernon. (laughs) (laughs) I can see why he changed it. Yeah, so um, after four years of Vernon being on the earth, his mom's like, this sucks, and leaves. And leaves him with his grandma. So Vernon's mom comes back when he's seven and is married to this, like, abusive alcoholic. Real piece of shit this guy is. Needless to say, Davy Boy is not having a good childhood. Um, so he was dyslexic. Yeah, he was <laughs> dyslexic. He had, spe- he had special needs, basically. Um, I'm sorry. I don't want to say that dyslexic people need special <laughs> needs. <laughs> yeah, no, there's those stuff are, those are two, Yeah, those are two separate things. He he was he had special needs or just, he was disabled, but he also had dyslexic, so it made school very hard. Uh, dyslexia. Uh, the old fucked up childhood really took a toll on his mental health. Lots of emotional trauma. Kids called him Mister. I'm quoting this. I would never say this really nilly. Mr. Retardo. Uh, oh, and, fuck, uh, it's dude. alleged. It's alleged his cousins tried to uh, sexually assault him when he was eight years old. So he's that mad, sucks. rejected growing up. So he starts having this like extreme need of wanting. Uh, Vernon joins his mother's church called the Seventh Day Adventist. Uh, Adventist. Adventist. Yeah, yeah. fucking tomato potato, uh, which sprang from the Millerites. So the Millerites were known for the Great Disappointment. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Back in the 1800s, William Miller was a farmer, founder of the Millerites. He predicted the end of times based on mathematics he did uh, from the book of Daniel. He had like 100,000 people following him at the Dude, peak you know of it. how easy it was back then to Dude, whip some yeah. bullshit? Yeah, fucking, you could put, <laughs> pump out anything. You're like, guys, dude. look, I took the Bible and I yeah. picked every other third word yeah. and then yeah, I put yeah. those into numbers. Look, <laughs> and now the world's going to end. The world's, like, world's yeah. coming to an end. Absolutely. So he predicted a number of days, but was wrong as fuck per usual, as they all are. If you want to start a successful cult, you never predict a Don't date. Don't put the date. Don't put the date. Always that, tease if it. you If you put the date, you've effectively put the date your cult will never be as strong as it once was. Uh, you just say they're coming, the end of times is coming, and leave it at that. So, excuse me. After his prediction of October 22nd, 1844, I'm sorry, wrong as fuck, like I said, 30 of his followers end up in an institution, and uh, after that, they end up creating the Seven Day Adventist. Okay. So these wild motherfuckers basically believe that Christ, 
sat at the right hand of God and interceded on some people's behalf by offering forgiveness. In 1844, uh, he went to a second heavenly sanctuary in heaven where he is evaluating the lives of those who have been forgiven to see if they're worthy of, to get into heaven. After this, he will return to earth and usher in the apocalypse. Uh, no set date, but going to happen soon. It's coming around the corner. Yeah. So, per usual. So, old David is drawn to this dark shit in Revelations. He's like, fuck yeah, dude. I love that dark shit. Same. I do too, honestly. Like, Revelations baffles. And I'm it's like, a whole nightmare. Fuck Absolutely. yeah. Smite him, dude. Um, so, um, he has trouble reading, obviously. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, so he has trouble reading, so he would memorize these extremely long tracts of the Bible, and he would spend time preaching to kids at school. So when Vernon wasn't at school, he was reading the Bible what? and praying. Oh so this dumbass, dumbass drops out of the ninth grade, suspected to have been some kind of like, he's, it's suspected that he started having these like static hallucinations, and he was like, all right, I can't be in school now. So... Dude's hell into music, really good at playing guitar, uh, and also really wanted attention, as most musicians do. Um, <laughs> Jesus, you're going for blood on everybody. Today. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't, I can't really like talk shit. Like my, like that Your song by Bo right Barnum, now. yeah, art, art, where he's like, my drug is attention. I'm an addict, but I get paid to indulge my habit. I'm like, that's me right yeah, now. Yeah, true. Um, so he had a very fragile self esteem. Um, he has a no. kid. Yeah, you don't say. Really? So he has a kid, but baby mama's dad was like, "No, don't come anywhere near this fucking kid. We He's don't. You're out of nightmare. your mind." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, but this makes Vernon upset, and he dives deeper into religion. He starts living in his car. He takes attraction in a pastor's daughter. Um. He prays about it. Says he prayed about it. To talks to the pastor and is like, "Hey, I prayed about you know fucking your daughter." And uh, God said I should it, do it. When his <laughs> eyes, he was like, "When my eyes open, the Bible was on Isaiah thirty four sixteen. Quote: None of these will be missing. Not one will lack her mate. Uh, and that's a sign that I need to be with your daughter." And the pastor's like, "Sorry, the pastor's like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're fucking weird. Holy bro. shit! No, so, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Vernon's like, "Oh well, I guess that didn't work." And continues to pursue this. <clears throat> this girl, I didn't write down how old she was. I bet she was young, though. Um, so, in the, look it up? yeah, take a gander at that. How in, do I Google that? Uh, fuck, man, I don't even remember where I got half this information. Um, yeah, because you made this ages ago. Yeah. Um, good notes though. But uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm pretty sure she was young. Let's. See. Yeah, I'll look for he it. He only liked the young gals. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah, because he's a pedophile. Um, yes. So. Um, pastor's like fuck off get out of fuck town and he's like he's like he's like all right well sounds good and he continues to try to pursue her and this ends up getting him kicked out of the congregation um he held trying to fuck the pastor yeah yeah so after going like hey man i'm gonna try to fuck your daughter yeah yeah and the pastor being like not gonna happen so basically he believes at the end of the world super close you know we're all gonna fucking die in 1981 excuse me 1981, 22-year-old Vernon heads for the Branch Davidians compound at Mount Carmel. Ten miles outside of Waco, Branch Davidians are a branch of Seventh-day Adventists. Uh, in 1929, a group broke off and became the da- the Davidian Seventh-day Adventists. They believed that descendants of the King David were returned to rule over Palestine. They established themselves at Mount Carmel in 1934. Okay, wait. There's a thing about this. Excuse me. There's a thing 1935, about sorry. what you're describing. Yeah. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna have to find the name of it. But there's this thing where cults will always uh, 
like they'll always kick out the most radical. Well, like the first people to leave a cult are the most rational people because they're like, yeah. well, this doesn't make a lot of sense, especially yeah. when yeah. there becomes predictions. Yeah, and so cults basically are always purging the most normal people yeah. out, and so like. You're we're just we're on like the third stage of a <laughs> yeah. turnout of a yeah. cult. I'm like, this is the loons, dude. And the if you've been in a cray cult, cray. you know that sucks. And I'm sorry. And yeah. I hope you aren't in one now. And Give you us a call. Stay out of it. Yeah, yeah. we'll help you. Whatever. Yeah, but uh, we are gonna talk shit on yeah uh, the <laughs> premise of a cult because like a I lot get of them it. are horrible. I get it. I, you know, like there are people who get caught at vulnerable times in their life that someone says everything they want to hear, so they're just like. And deep down, they know that it's not right. They're like, this just doesn't sound right. But like, it's kind of that's the only thing they're holding on to. They're like, this is what's getting keeping me going right now. Yeah. So I'm gonna run with it. I get and, it. And there's a long, you know, the they start to build all their connections around with the people in the cult, and then mm -hmm. yeah. you know that now so it's even more yeah. significant to lose them. Dude, yesterday I was eating some. I don't know. This does not correlate. Okay. Anyway. So I was eating some angel food cake, and I got like stuck in my throat, and I coughed, and it went up in my sinuses, and I was like, Oh, like above your dude, soft yeah. palate. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, I was like, uh, it was it was like ten minutes of me trying. Excuse me, to get it out of my nose. Extremely gross fact yeah. is I can reach my tongue completely up in there. Nice, dude. So I yeah. never have that problem. Lucky. It's Lucky. disgusting, but yeah. 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 So um, where was I? So um, they finally established in Mount Carmel at night in 1935. 1960s, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventists split again. Um, Holy <clears> shit. We're yeah. four layers so, out now. Uh, new, so basically... New followers go to these new followers go to Mount Carmel. They call themselves the Branch Davidians. They're led, uh, initially led by George Roden. They believe the end of the world is imminent. That the start of the events building uh, that the start of the events leading up to the end of the world have already happened. So Vernon mis visits Mount Car uh, Carmel in 1981. Uh, he hears 61 Lois Roden preach her message about the feminine Holy Spirit. Really resonates with him. He's taken by her. He's taken in by her, and she starts teaching him. Um, and he quickly becomes her right-hand man. It's wildly believed that they were sleeping together, but that's not confirmed. Vernon believes the Holy Spirit would shine on him and he would make Lois pregnant with the Chosen One. Lois believed she was the maternal counterpart to God, the Father. Vernon just needed, really just needed a mother figure and latched onto this. And so, um, blah, 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 blah. Everyone was like, eh. Whatever. That's cool. I guess you guys are getting really close. A little weird, but do your thing. Um, and everyone was just kind of like, whatever about it, except for Lois's son, George. Um, George challenges Vernon to a duel. They must raise someone from the dead. Um, a duel. To, to, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> how this plays out is so funny, too. So, 1983, Lois begins letting Vernon preach to people. The Branch Davidians knew Vernon was dumb as fuck and dropped out of school in the ninth grade. And that only furthered their belief th that he was talking, God was talking through him because his lack of ed education, but his ability to talk about the Bible for hours, he, he was being truly moved by the Holy Spirit. So you're saying that even though he could memorize these passages, pretty much all he knew was the Bible and he's like considered dumb. Yeah. Like people thought he was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's like almost like he had some form of autism and had a hyper fixation on the Bible and could talk about it yeah. for hours. And, 
<laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, they and they uh, they don't portray that very well at all in the TV no. show. They make him to be like a cool, charismatic. No. He, he smart was guy. he was very he was charismatic, and I think it was because he was a narcissist. So he knew how to like manipulate people. He could tell you what you wanted to hear. You know, basically tell you like, yeah, I'm a super normal guy, super cool guy, and that he was also into music, so he connects with people like that as well. Um, but yeah, he was fucking stupid. He was an idiot. Um, just, and I'm not, I'm not dogging anybody who does not have a furthered education or whatever, but like he was truly not a smart guy. I finally figured it out. It's called the evaporative cooling of group beliefs. Oh really? Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Cause like the most, the <clears throat> least dedicated evaporate yeah. off, you know what that I mean? That makes sense. Yeah. That makes what perfect sense. So you'll see a lot of that in this season. Okay, <laughs> so <lot>. yeah, so <laughs> 1984, he abandons his relationship with Lois, uh, uses her to get to get power within the group, basically, and then discards her like any good narcissist would. Uh, Vernon, at 24, announces that God had told him to marry 14-year-old Rachel Jones because oh, he's a pedophile. Wow, thanks, God. Yeah, but her parents were... Uh, he's pedoph- pedophile, 100%. 100%. But her parents were brainwashed and fucking stupid, So, and he was good at convincing people because he had them brainwashed. He was a narcissist. Uh, oh, and he's also a pedophile. Um, and pedophile. says he doesn't want to, but God told him he's got to. So he's oh, got to. God, why <laughs> must you do this to me? So her dad, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, no, I have to marry this oh. young girl while everybody's stuck with their old wives. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. So her dad goes to Waco Courthouse, signs away her, signs her away, essentially. Vernon gets. Why is the court even? Yeah, basically a textbook narcissist and groomer. So Vernon just wanted power. His whole thing was like he wanted power, blah, 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 blah. So, in 1985, not long after marrying Rachel, Lois's son, George, stakes his claim on Mount Carmel because he essentially had the rights to Mount Carmel. They didn't. Um, so, stakes his claim on the Mount Carmel compound, gives Vernon and his followers the boot, says, get the H-E-double hockey sticks the fuck up out of here. This is my place now. Um, and the that sect of Branch Davidians set up in Palestine, Texas, less than 100 miles away. So... Wow, pal. Commission conditions were not good. They were basically living in plywood boxes. They spent hours, hours under the hot sun listening to Vernon preach. Um, in 1986, when he's 27, That's he odd. marries Karen Doyle, age 14, and Michelle Jones, age 12, because he's a pedophile. <gasps> oh yeah. my God, 12 now? Yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. But they, horrible. The, the the trauma you have to have gone through in life to listen to some dude preach about the Bible under the hot sun. Dude, I'm like, this is he, fucked. Here's I'm what out of I here. was thinking, too. I was like, you're like, they're living in shitty little shacks. I'm like, and they're wasting all those labor hours on honestly, sitting in the hot honestly. sun. And, their and I know, I know they're living in these conditions and it's strengthening their belief. Either he's like, oh yeah, God wouldn't put us through this if He didn't want us to do something. You're like, great. wait, you're putting us through this. <laughs> hey, do you got an AC unit in your plywood box? What's going on here? <laughs> God uh, willed yeah, it to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, uh, where were we? So, in 1986, Lois dies, and George is left basically the sole proprietor of Mount Carmel, and um, it goes kind of downhill. Bad, like he just can't keep his hold on his people, and followers begin to flock to Vernon. Um, and people from all over the world, <clears throat> excuse me, people from all over the world start hearing his message and start following him. So in 1987, at the age of 28, Vernon marries three more young women who were 17, 16, and 20. Surprise, surprise, okay, wow. one over, legal wow, age. one over 18. Yeah. That's not bad. <laughs> um, so. 
The dude loved underage girls. It made his followers uncomfortable, but they stayed because they're fucking cowards and oh brainwashed. My God. So in 1987, George goes to the community graveyard. George, Lois' son, uh, goes to the community graveyard, digs up Anna Hughes, who had died 20 years prior, puts her casket in the compound's chapel, calls up Vernon, and is like, hey, man, Guess who has a dead body that we can bring back to life? Get up on in here. We'll see who's the real fucking messiah. Oh. Uh, Vernon's like, yeah, be right there. Goes to the cops and reports them. <laughs> um, reports him for. God is yeah. So reports him for abuse of a corpse, but the police refuse to investigate because they don't have any proof. They just be like, this fucking crazy guy who's living in plywood boxes out there says this guy's got a dead body on his compound. I don't believe it. So on November 3rd, 1987, Vernon and seven of his followers try to sneak onto the property so they get a picture of the body to show the cops they bring a shitload of weapons they're like wait what are you doing yeah. like loading a yeah. shotgun they're like we're gonna go we get, a picture. get it yeah we need to get a picture dude. um so they bring a shitload of weapons they get into a gun battle with george and Hell so yeah. george and the davidians are shooting at each other george is back in the day we just shoot at somebody like um, like a hello yeah yeah <laughs> so george is wounded by one of vernon's followers vernon and his followers are all brought up on attempted murder charge but after two a two-week trial everyone is acquitted and vernon uh vernon and vernon's ended in a mistrial wow this was just a simple misunderstanding yeah. about photographing a corpse yeah. <laughs> oh it's the 80s what do you expect uh, oh. yeah so um everyone was uh, vernon was acquitted no, mistrial God. so a few months later George is arrested again on an unrelated attempted murder charge in 1988 Vernon had so yeah so um, in 1988 Vernon ends up actually getting enough money to pay the back taxes on the land that Mount Carmel is on oh nice and so he gets it so um Blah, 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 two weeks yeah so George ends up landing himself in a psych ward for killing his roommate um, no he shit. believed that his roommate um, had been sent by Vernon to kill him. And so George shoots his roommate in 1989. That's sad. <clears throat> yeah. So Vernon officially states his claim on Mount Carmel and legally changes name changes his name to David Koresh after King David. And Koresh is the Hebrew version of, of another anointed one, anointed one of Persian King Cyrus. Uh, he That's how much of an narcissist cool. he needed two kings in his name yeah. because he's a narcissist. <laughs> so David has a, quote, revelation that shakes his world. August 5th, 1989, he's staying at the group's house in uh, Pomona, California, and he starts acting all sus. Then he acts like God is speaking to him. Afterwards, he says, all right, married couples, not anymore, and annuls everyone's marriage and says he's entitled to at least 140 wives, says the women oh. of the group are all his to choose from as needed, and yeah, some right. of the followers are like, yeah, that's not it. That's not the move, bud. <clears throat> and leave, and a few of his followers are Mark Carmel. 140? Yeah. Is that just how many he had? I don't know. I think it's just a very specific or number. Or is that a God yeah. number, you know? So um, followers back in Mount Carmel, because like I said, they're staying in their fucking cult house in Pomona, California, because they had a lot of followers that had money. Um, he's like, uh, people back in Mount Carmel were like, I had a feeling this was going to happen. Like, some, I, we had a feeling this was building up to this. Yeah. So some even guessing that it was. You're like, I knew <clears> this dude was gonna fuck my. Like wife. when they get, yeah, <laughs> when they got word, like when when someone got called back and was like, yeah, he's having a revelations. A lot of people were like, he's gonna say he's gonna. He, fuck he, my he gets wife. all the yeah. He's gonna get all the wives. I get all so, the bitches. <laughs> so a follower says that after the announcement, Crowers put his arm around him and said, "Quote: How does it feel that I'm stuck with Elizabeth now?" wife oh my uh, that God. was the 
last straw for him. He packed up, and him and his wife got the fuck out of there. All right. Uh, that's good. That's what it took? That's what it took. That's what okay. it took. I, at least you got out. That's all or, that matters. The gun battle over yeah. the corpse <laughs> yep. didn't convince anyone. Mm-hmm. Fucking so people <clears throat> were obviously pissed. Coerced, chastises the men who are unwilling to give up their wives. Um, First of all, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> Just you know, I'm the anointed one, motherfucker. Um, so Coerced has began separating the men and women, making it to where they would only come together during Bible study, so they would be under his watchful eye. It isolated people. They couldn't talk alone late at Genius. night, and they couldn't express doubt about his teachings. But people were basically already invested and didn't uh, and didn't want to cut loose. Basically, uh, they were like, "I've already put a lot into this." can't cut my losses right now so they've already given up so much and if they leave now then it would just all be for waste and coerce was it used the coming of the apocalypse to really drive his point home what's a little suffering now for eternal life basically true, true. <clears throat> so coerce comes up with quote the new light basically says that coerce is the only man in the group that could have sex uh, all the women oh became my. his property. Whoever, quote, God told him he should marry in order to procreate, he would. Coerce claimed that he was slated to have 24 children, um, slated to be the group of 24 elders cited in the book of Revelations who would rule a kingdom of Israel in the last days of the world. It was supposed to be an honor to give Coerce a child. It's reported girls as young as 11 were given a plastic star David that meant, quote, they have the light. And that they were ready to have sex with their cult leader. Okay. Yeah, it's rough. So, Coerce lost followers uh, over the new light, obviously. Um, but he found a way around it. He said that he was basically saving his followers from the sin of sex. And he was taking on the burden of it. And also slated that he had a problem with the age difference, but he couldn't go against the word of God. A lot of bullshit, basically. Excuse me. Framing it as his own sacrifice over anything. So... Oh God! Yeah, yeah. You're it, like, hey guys. Yeah, my penis. Is I, so I'm doing sore. this, man. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Having too much sex. Yeah, am I right, guys. <laughs> gotta love that. Oh, gotta love that sex with uh, people who cannot consent. Yeah, and that's I'm what a piece he goes of shit. out of his way to do. Yeah, and set up the whole cult for. So in 1992, a dude who's not a cult member tries to rescue his daughter, and uh, uh, Carrie Jewell, 11 years old, testifies that Karush had sexually abused her in Waco hotel room when she was 10. Karush drank, had AC, and ate meat. None of his followers were allowed to do those things, though. Uh, coerced cherry picked the Bible like a motherfucker, possibly uh. suffered from uh, Geshwin syndrome, which is related to a temporal lobe seizure. Uh, traits are excessive talking, compulsive writing, hypno or hypersexual, hyper religiosity, religiosity, whatever, uh, enhanced mental life in general and increases over time. So basically, um, temporal lobe epilepsy. Yeah. So it's, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with people who are like ultra obsessed with like religion and, have visions and speak with God or whatever. Yeah. It's part of that. Dang. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, um, would speak, he would, Oh, did Dostoevsky have it? Oh, that's weird. Cause, oh, go he, ahead. he would speak for long stints of times. Like sometimes, like at one point he would preach for 19 hours at a time. Um, obsessed with sex and religion, seemed to have a personality disorder and narcissism. Obviously I like left, I, like, a big part of me wanting to be done with Christianity as a kid was, like, going to church. Yeah, I was like, this yeah. is so boring. This and sucks. it's, like, an hour and a half. And he's like, 19. 
15. I, I, I don't have beliefs I, yeah, like I don't. that. No, I've neither. never believed anything there, there where I would listen to someone talk that I don't that think long. there's anything you could sit me Martin down and Luther talk to King me for King could be revived from the dead <sighs> and talk for, and be like, I'll tell you everything you want for 19 hours. I'm like, but, 19, ugh, 19 hours? I gotta be here for 19 hours. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. Martin, um, you want to do like a four-hour Yeah, hour you want to cliff note that thing? <laughs> or, um, so Coerce is always looking for signs of the ending of the world. He's obsessed with the New World Order. The global elite want to take over the world and subject everyone to, a ter- to authoritarian rule. Coerce originally thought he and his followers were supposed to go to Israel and fight for control of Israel against the United Nations. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So it changed in 1991 when the U.S. went to war in the Gulf. Coerce believed the U.S. was Babylon. He believed the big showdown would happen in the U.S. in Texas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like watching a war in Kuwait and he's a, like Texas yeah is Texas next. Yeah, they're coming across the pond um, <laughs> <laughs> watching live footage of a whole city get yeah. blast overnight yeah. he's like they're coming yeah, for Texas straight to Texas dude. what do you mean you and evangelical Christians would get along real well truly um, you're not gonna attack my fucking podunk towns Dairy Queen oh not so my... I guess there's some um, discussion on if <clears throat> Fyodor Dostoevsky had <clears throat> the same condition. Really? Which, in retrospect, having read one of his books, makes a lot of sense. That dude wrote a bunch of, like, 900-page books that are, like, filled to the brim with Christian bullshit. Some of them are pretty good books. Wait, but who? Dostoevsky. He wrote, like, Demons and... Uh, oh, that could... Ones. Dude, for... Honestly. Um, dude, he, he was super into God, and he went into all that shit. And, like... <clears throat> The way you were describing that character was really interesting because Demons uh, is this book about, like, an assassination plot by this, like, this supposedly communist anarchist group. But tons of, like, Christian themes intertwined in it. Really? And basically what you're describing, you could split up parts of it into, like, a few different characters. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really interesting. Um, So um, there's a reason I have a ton of notes on this because there's just a lot to, like – Paint a picture of how fucking crazy this dude was. So, <clears throat> again, he's like, fuck yeah, dude, Texas. I am getting the impression that he is quite crazy. Yeah, he's kind of out of his mind. <laughs> Texas, like, holy war, we're going to be fighting. Uh, so they begin stockpiling sol- supplies like food, ammo, propane, and weapons. Things begin escalating as these prophecies started to become a little more self-fulfilling. Um, so they'd begin stockpiling mass amounts of weapons, selling some at gun shows for money, but holding on to most. He starts becoming very, very anti-government. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah. So Coerce adopts views that go- the government is trying to take away the guns of the f- and the followers need to be armed in order to take up take up arms against the government. Essentially, essentially, in 1992, UPS driver has a damaged package to Mount Carmel. Inside this damaged package, he sees weapons and empty grenade casings. He reports it to authorities. Narc. Yeah. Which uh, all <laughs> which within there were already allegations of child abuse, both physical and sexual against the David and his followers, but the state wasn't wasn't going to look into it at um wasn't going to substantiate any of these charges. They were like, all right, we'll keep an eye on, but eh, yeah, whatever. Uh, who gives a fuck the about police kids? Are... Yeah. <laughs> Fucking the government. I think dude. a lot of these stories are gonna be about how dog shit the police yeah, are. Honestly. So in January of 1993, the ATF sends undercover agents to live next door to Coerce. Uh Coerce knows their feds. Um, from the rip, he's like, those are federalities. Um, and so he doesn't care though. He's, he invites them to Bible study. Um, and coerce his attitude was that maybe if they came around, 
Um, maybe they had to come around because of their job, but maybe his message would reach them and he could turn them, basically. Right. So, <clears throat> the Branch Davidians, student of the Seven Seals, Coercians, uh, and they were, like, this is what they, you know, some of the things they would call themselves. Uh, like I said, student of the Seven Seals sounds like a fucking Naruto thing. It, it does, um, absolutely. And Coercians, they were, like I said, doing a cult, but their prophecies would become pretty much self-fulfilling. Um, so, the first four seals, so this is, kind of with a little more what they believe in. The first four seals would bring about the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Four, war, famine, plague, and death. Fifth seal unleashes cries of those who have been killed because they testified to the world's, uh, the world, testified to the words of God. Martyrs given white robes to wear while they are laid to rest. Um, and, uh, Wear while they wait. For, uh, oh yeah, they're given white robes to wear while they wait for the rest of the believers to be martyred. Um, six seal brings about a massive earthquake. Blood red moon, black sun, the cosmos begin to crumble and the stars begin to fall from the sky. The seventh seals brings about. The seventh seal brings about heralding angels. These angels blow their trumpets. A rain of destruction kills a third of all living creatures. Okay. After the seventh trumpet blast, the kingdom of heaven aligns to the kingdom of earth. But there are seven. Um, <clears throat> kingdom of heaven aligns with the kingdom of earth, but there are seven bowlfuls of God's wrath that will become that will come before it's all over. Um, Coercious followers believe this terrifying shit is going to happen soon because that I mean that's fucking terrifying, dude. Like the the cosmos begin to crumble around. Like you can't, especially in that like nineties. Like you know we did have a lot of technical advancement advancements with science and seeing the cosmos, but like not even understanding fully what. The, the space is, is and like being like the cosmos about to and crumble you're just around like you. Yeah, some dude in Texas yeah, who yeah. believes the words out of some moron's mm-hmm. mouth. So yeah, I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's a big picture. Yeah. So Koresh didn't believe. So one of the things I find interesting is a lot of these cults with people that are spouting religious bullshit. They believe that they are the next prophet. You know, Heaven's Gate. He believed he was. Uh, Jesus in another in like a human body, um, but be- coerced didn't believe he was the second coming of Christ. That's not what he believed. He believed he was the Lamb, someone who'd o- someone who would open the seals and bring forth the apocalypse. Uh, he was quote, the an lamb. anointed one. Yeah, oh. he believed he was the Lamb. He did not believe he so was he thinks Christ it's good or a prophet. That he's doing that then. Yeah, like but it he's was warning his job. everybody that it's. Yeah, I don't know. Man. Doesn't that okay. kind of negates the, the? Why I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe. Because so, is the people with him aren't I, supposed to suffer? Well, is the I, idea? I think. Yeah, I think his whole thing is like he's supposed to bring about the apocalypse, but the people who follow him will not suffer. They will be. Um, they will be those martyrs who are given white robes and will be safe from oh, this okay, okay. awful shit. So. Um, February of 1992, a year before the ATF raid, Texas Department of Human Resources and two sheriff's deputies visit the compound to investigate claims of sexual abuse and such. Um, 1993, a raid warrant that the ATF issued. It states that the UPS driver sees several manned observation posts on his way to the compound and believe the occupants were armed. Also held info... Um, that is such a vague horseshit thing yeah, to say, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, our intel is the UPS guy thinks they've got something on him. Like, what do you yeah. mean? The fucking dog shooters, bro. Look, and you know, this is a cult. It should be broken down. Uh, I already know how they're going to do it, and I don't, but yeah, I, I don't yeah. agree with their methods. No, that's, that's my not, problem yeah. with it all. And no one gave a fuck about all the kid diddling. Yeah. 
Oh my it, god! No, it was the guns. It was, they, 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 they were, were like, just, "Whoa, their yeah. rifles are how short?" Yeah, yeah. So, oh, uh, UPS driver states he sees several man observation points in the compound. They're all armed. Um, also, there was info held from like the human services raid. Oh, I quote raid. I guess you know them going to uh, investigate the claims of the child abuse or whatever. Uh, human resources paper, or I'm sorry, the human services paperwork has interactions between um, human services agent and a young boy where the young boy says he can't wait to grow up and be a man so he can get a long gun like the rest of the men. The warrant cites illegal weapons and sexual abuse towards girls and children. That's oh, why that's they the did whole, involve yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. So, protecting children was the big thing, and I wrote LMAO in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so... So Mighty Men, quote Mighty Men, that's what they called them, were contracted to pick up weapons conversion kits from former cult members. There were also evidence, there was also enough, so there was enough evidence for a search, such as weapon stockpiles, the ability to turn semiotic weapons into fully automatic weapons. Everybody that was a big thing. The conversion kits were another reason, you know. So, yeah. and you know, that's really stupid because you can still in the mail buy a, an M16 yeah. full. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah 100%. It's not even a regulated part. The part... That's regulated is the ones that people did that 40 years ago. You yeah. still buy yeah. that part. You're just not allowed to use it. So um, the ATF cited... But the ATF knows that. Oh, 100%. Oh, of know. course they do. Um, the ATF cited that there was a meth lab on the property to get additional tactical training for the raid from the military, which is not true. Not I, true. Uh, David and his followers were fucking crazy. David was the craziest of them. Not, I don't want to say craziest of them all, but he was fucking crazy. But there was not a meth lab on that compound. No. no. Absolutely not. That's um, The ATF loves is making yeah, drugs. They're yeah. like, oh, I don't know, drugs? Yeah. Cocaine? Drugs? Don't want to leave no mysteries? You, you guys hey, you guys want to get in on this? There's yeah. drugs there, I'm pretty sure. So um, they get additional training for the raid from the military. On February 25th, the United States District Court issues the warrant for the arrest of David Kowarsh and a search of the compound. February 28th, 1983... Um, ATF prepares to issue a no-knock warrant, which is fucking unconstitutional. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck if you're pro-government, you're not pro-government. I don't give a shit. No-knock warrants are unconstitutional. And why are you doing it with that many fucking yeah, kids yeah. around? That many, no that many kids, and also a no-knock warrant is kind of like, I don't know, a little stupid when you've got a hundred agents showing up to one place at the same time. If you don't know what a no-knock warrant is, is exactly how it sounds. Police roll up to your fucking house, oftentimes either in uh, BDUs, whatever, or just fucking plain clothes. Plates. They don't announce themselves, and they're armed to the fucking teeth. They don't announce themselves. They don't say shit to you. They kick your fucking door open, and they go into your house, and they want you to not react like you're being, being your, your home is being yeah. invaded. Yeah. And a lot of um, times they get shot and a yeah, lot of those and, people and, get off and, for shooting the cops. Yeah. Just and remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking, if someone kicks your fucking door in without announcing themselves with police officers, fire back. Even if they're like, Hey, we're the cops. You're like, mm, are you really? I mean, you kick my door in, yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. So no knock warrants are fucking unconstitutional. If I don't know, man, I, I don't understand how more people are not like, Upset the, about no knock. There was warrants. a dude like the Texas. There was a shooting in Texas where they no knocked warrant a trailer for two ready pot plants. Really, two pot plants, and the dude didn't know what was going on because they fucked it up, and he shot one of them right in the face. Good. And he got off. Good. Got Fuck off on yeah. The they were like, Fuck "Well, them. you didn't. You shouldn't have done that." Yeah. yeah. If you participate in a no knock warrant, you are a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, I don't give a, a shit how much good you do pig. for the community. Yeah. You're. you're just a yeah. Pig. You're fucking. Truly. You're a goddamn cog in the machine. Um, so, so, 
Uh, February 25th, 1983, ATF prepares to issue a no-knock warrant in Waco. In preceding days, over 100 agents and support staff flood in to prepare. Like, they bring people in from out of state for this. Yeah, So it fills local hotels. It's hard to hide. You know, you can't hide hundreds of fucking ATF agents uh, because they're like fucking Marines. Even though they're wearing sunglasses and and a very inconspicuous hat. And and a fucking uh, (laughs) jacket that says ATF on the back of it because they can't shut it. with their shoulder holsters. Shut the fuck up about who they are. Um, So it's a little hard to hide. Word gets out and the press hear about it. So on the morning of February 28th, the day of the raid, a reporter for uh, KW Texas TV gets lost and asks, asks a local postman yep. for the directions to Mount Carmel. The postman's brother-in-law was David Coerce, and the surprise raid wasn't such a surprise anymore. Oh. Um, because this yeah. <laughs> this reporter's like, hey, where's Mount Carmel? And the postman's like, what do you need to go up there for? And he's like, well, I'm uh, here for the there's like a hundreds of ATF agents <laughs> coming soon. And, uh, and the postman's like, that's interesting. I gotta go talk to somebody. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. no shit. Yeah. I gotta go. That's crazy. I'm gonna whip this fucking mail car around. <laughs> um, so undercover agent Rodriguez was with Kirsch when he got the heads up that the raid was happening. What a so, nightmare. Dude, this ATF <gasps> agent. Yeah, this... This um, <laughs> this ATF agent's hanging out with David, and then some guy comes in, is like David. There's a lot of ATF agents on the way. We're gonna have to have a standoff. And uh, the <laughs> ATF agent with him's like, I'm sorry, what did you say? Uh, <laughs> tons of yeah, tons of them. Yeah, I, uh, I I think I left my stove crazy. one at home. Um, I gotta go feed and my. Your fish. home is here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you live next door. Did, okay, Rodriguez. Isn't it true, or was it just the TV show that? Coerce knew he was ATF by that point. Oh, I said that. Yeah, he knew. Oh, no, okay. Okay, no, yeah, no yeah. as soon as. As soon as he, that guy moved in next door, I missed that. Okay, Coerce yeah. knew he was ATF. Yeah. Like, because, you know, in the show they talk about it. Hello, but, fellow cultists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, because he even goes over in the beginning, he goes over and he, like, David had a gun with him when he went and visited the first time because he knew he was an ATF agent. And as they're walking back, one of his followers says something. And Coerce is like, no, you know, act like business as usual because we're not doing anything wrong. Because they weren't doing anything wrong. Uh, well, Except the, for the kids. Yeah, yeah, there was that. But, like, as far not as according what to the, the ATF. ATF. Yeah, yeah, Stop yeah. their fucking business. Um, so, um, so Coerce knew Rodriguez was an agent right off the rip. He kind of, I feel like Coerce saw it as a challenge to yes, see if he could absolutely. get this ATF agent on his side. Um, Which would be pretty sick. Honestly, that, that, around would, be, that would be a good move. Um, so basically Rodriguez is with Coerce when he gets the heads up. Coerce tells Rodriguez that he had known the feds were going to raid him for quite some time. Uh, Rodriguez realizes that Coerce knows he's an ATF agent and his cover is blown. So Rodriguez is like, Hey man, I got to get the fuck out of here. And Coerce is basically like, yeah, I know you're an ATF agent. Go get out of here. Like you being here is not going to help my case. not going to help your case. Go ahead and skedaddle. So Rodriguez skedaddles. There was no, uh, you know, curse is not panicked at all. He just, you know, he was like, all right, go ahead, get out of here. So quote, mighty men is what they called themselves that were preparing to fight the government. Uh, start getting ready for war. We're the mighty men. Yeah, they donned special black armored clothing that was sewn by former wives. It's got Kevlar sewn inside of it. Federal affidavit said that one of the mighty men wore a necklace of hand grenades. Women and children go into hiding except one woman who was a former police officer who took part in the fighting. Rodriguez tells the ATF that David knows they're coming. Even though their plan was to catch them by surprise, they still decided to move forward with the raid, which is a stupid fucking decision with how big the compound was. Oh, they don't, they know that we're killing it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a secret, though. Yeah. Fucking, they should have just waited them out, dude. Honestly, like, 
I don't, I don't know. But they wanted to rush in thinking that the Davidians didn't have time to get ready. But they had been fucking this. They had been fortifying Mount Carmel to withstand a government raid since their beginning. So the, it wasn't going to be easy. Um, so at 9.30 a.m., the ATF agents attempt to ex- execute their search warrant. 100 agents pile into two cattle trailers hidden with tarps and helicopters with gunmen following behind. Not very inconspicuous. The old like, yeah, it's got some, got some cows in the back. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a truck painted on the side that yeah. says cows. Yeah. <laughs> That's my cow truck. Yeah. <laughs> so the ATF had a horrible communication. Some knew that the Branch Davidians might be heavily armed, and some didn't. There was such debate they on who... didn't tell yeah. their fucking yeah. employees. Dude, yeah. So much debate is, is of course you know, big on who shot first, but a massive gun battle ensues for over two hours. Um, the ATF was running out of ammunition, but the Davidians were ready to fucking go. They were <laughs> yeah, they like, got fucking hundreds of thousands of rounds back here, nerds. You came uh, here for a quick little showdown, mm-hmm. didn't ya? <laughs> you thought this was going to be one and done, not today. So the ATF didn't, for some reason, set up a line of communication with local authorities. So when David Coerce, as well as his right hand, attempted to call 911 and work something out, the local sheriff is like, what are you talking about? David calls and is like, hey... I would like to talk to the ATF to try to work. Can you make them stop shooting at us? Yeah, try to work something out, and the sheriff's like, What? When's the ATF gotten into town? (laughs) What's going on? So he starts scrambling to set up a line of communication between ATF and David. So David gets in contact with ATF. They begin trying to negotiate, but David keeps going on what they refer to as, quote, Bible babble. Uh, Those conversations can be listened to, actually. You can listen to the the, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So after a ceasefire had been brokered, basically because the ATF ran out of ammunition, um, they go and they scoop up their casualties. Local PD encouraged David to allow medical attention to his followers, but he said none of his followers were hurt enough and they didn't want help. Not revealing that six of his followers had been killed and he had been wounded himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, He had been shot in the hip and the wrist. One of his wounded followers told police she didn't want to come out for treatment. She'd rather die for the cause. That's pretty hard. Um, but and I, I wrote sad. Yeah, honestly, I wrote. I was like, "What even is their fucking cause?" At the you're moment? like, like this I'm is dying war. for the apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. You like isn't well. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> so the ATF did not have emergency medical on standby for some reason either. This is one of the most botched raids in U.S. history. The FBI stepped in within a few hours to try to bring everything to an end. Convo between Branch Davidians coerced, continue with Sheriff Lynch and the ATF while the FBI began to strategize. And again, this is the ATF's <laughs> second siege yeah, in a yeah, couple years. Yeah. The FBI's like, oh my God, so, they're doing it again. Yeah, they're we, doing we, it we gotta again. Do, we gotta do something about this. Like, go, we gotta help these idiots. They're like the dumber, younger brothers. Like, come on, all right. Like, Holy shit. Yeah, so David uh, ends up negotiating his teachings being broadcasted on a Dallas radio station and did a phone interview with CNN. They went from being unknown to being Worldwide. players on a national stage in just about just about overnight. David loved this All because... All it took was the ATS yeah, to raid your Launching compound. the siege. Yeah. yeah, so David loved this because of the narcissist he was. March 1st, President Bill Clinton agreed to FBI direct approach of waiting through negotiations with coerced for peace. Children and some women were released. Uh, mentioned, Bill Clinton's like, what should we do? Yeah. And, uh, ATF says that we should uh, shoot it with a tank. Yeah. And the FBI says we should wait and yeah. talk to them. ATF's <laughs> got a service-to-air missile on deck right now ready also, to take that place out. Uh, hold on. This was... Uh, An orbital strike. What year was this? Uh, this was... Sorry. Um, hold on. 1983. 
February 28th. Wait, what? Wait, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Like you just said yeah. Bill Clinton. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, that was when they prepared yeah, to issue. Yeah, this was the 90s. Um, so, yeah, fuck. What, what year was that? Right? Waco is 93. 93. 93? Uh, well, this was interesting. Okay, so this was actually the year before. Or this is the same year as Black Hawk Down. I was kind of wondering oh, if that really? factored into Clinton's decision, yeah, but that was after. He had a uh, lot of surprise disasters on his hands yeah, in maybe, the 90s. Uh, maybe I accidentally said 83, but... Well, I said not, February 20th, 1983 is when they prepare start preparing the warrant. For 10 it, years? It, it, I don't know. 10? Maybe I meant 19, 1993. Yeah, it's gotta Probably. be 93. Yeah. Um, fuck that up. Oh, well. Um, so, I'm not good with numbers. Um, I have dyslexia, but for numbers was what I figured out. Dyscalculia or yeah, whatever? Yeah, dyscalculia. Yeah. Um, so, blah, 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 blah. what was even their cause at the moment? This was war. The ATF had an emergency medical shit. Didn't have that on standby. He broadcast his teaching March 1st, better than Bill Clinton. Um, FBI direct approach, negotiation with peace, women and children were released. Mentioned the people thinking they're sending, uh, and people, um, you know, when they would talk to them, be like, why don't you release your children to us, you know, so they're not in the middle of the fighting. They're like, we're sending our children to Babylon, so it's going to be fine. Okay. Um, so 5 p.m. March 1st, the FBI takes full command of the situation. Coerce is angry that tactical vehicles have been placed on the property now closer. He's also pissed. Uh, he's pissed off that the phone lines have been disabled except for an open line to the negotiator. Um, Coerce insisted group wasn't planning mass suicide, which authorities were worried about, obviously. Uh, March 3rd, an agreement is reached. Coerce said he would surrender after a tape of his teachings were broadcasted on national TV. He Damn. got what he wanted, and at 1.30 p.m., the tape was broadcasted by the Christian Broadcasting Network, but by 6 p.m., Coerce had uh, reversed himself, saying that he got a message from God, and God told him to stay put. Um, so, Wasn't there something... In the show, they portrayed it as like he didn't really like the reaction to his That could definitely be messaging. a part of it, too. Yeah, yeah I think that's... Because, I mean, they're just yeah. going to think he's a lunatic. Yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, and uh, he, I actually forgot what I was going to say, so go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I had something, I forgot it immediately. Excuse me. So the FBI had never really encountered something like this. They uh, were used to going in situations where people were being held at gunpoint by terrorists, not ideology. Oh, that's what I was going to yeah. say. I was like, you know, the U.S. actually has a really long history of negotiating with terrorists. Yeah, yeah. They do it all the time. But again, <laughs> but but with terrorists, it's like they have, like, you know, they're held by, like, gunpoint and stuff like that. Right. But these people are just strictly held by their belief in something, which I guess is much harder. So eternal life meant more than them leaving their leader's side and being doomed in the in the afterlife. So David, days pass. Coerced continues with his religious ramblings to his followers, saying that he was anointed to unlock the seals, that he had never, that he was actually in the middle of the fifth seal. The fifth seal was when they'd be martyred in a mode of great persecutions, and that they are ready to be martyred. Though Coerced had been shot and was wounded, he was very alert and not wavering. He talked to the FBI negotiator for eight fucking hours. Tensions ran high with the FBI uh, through within the FBI ranks as the best path to go forward with this. They floated the idea of tear gas to flush everyone out, but they knew there were children inside, and they were worried about the long-term effects of tear gas when exposed to the quantities they were talking about. They were talking about fucking pumping that thing in the vents. Yeah. Um. So they were. What was? When was? Actually, I wonder if the. Russian, the Oslin uh, siege had already happened. When was that? 2002. That was later. Yeah, okay. So the Russians in 2002 uh, oh. had a siege where they filled it with actually just deadly gas and killed <laughs> many of yeah, the people. Yeah, they like, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so um, March 5th, 1993, nine-year-old Heather Jones leaves compound with a note from her mother pinned to her jacket saying, quote, once the children leave the compound, the adults will die. 
coercion. Steve Schneider repeatedly said they didn't have plans for mass suicide, but the FBI didn't believe it. The FBI determined the Davidians uh, had ample weapons to fight back and the willpower to do it, and enough food for about a year. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. So from March 6th to 8th, negotiations went absolutely nowhere. Karosh releases videotapes of him and his children saying they're happy and all that stuff. Uh, March 9th, FBI cuts power to Mount Carmel. Continued armored vehicle movements agitated coercion. Steve Schneider Schneider is like his right-hand man. Um, FBI saw weapons in compound windows and observed men boarding up windows with plywood and cutting out holes for gun barrels. Uh, the FBI teams went rogue, went uh, against the wishes of negotiator, put pressure on the compound by putting vehicles closer and putting vehicles in more threatening positions. March 10 through 11, no progress is made. Kathy Schroeder exits compound, reiterates no mass suicide. Turns out she left because she had been caught smoking and coerced said her reckless disregard for God's law was going to cause the whole group to be held back. Oh, <laughs> Not the siege. You've got <laughs> hundreds of ATF and FBI agents at your door, and you can't smoke a cigarette. I, I would die. I'd like, like, I'm fucking stressed out, I'm dude. smoking yeah. a cigarette. Yeah, I'm fucking okay. stressed out, dude. So Kathy is arrested and charged with conspiracy to commit murder and serves three years, um, just to tell you what happened to her, uh, which is pretty light compared to the number of other Davidians getting charged with, like, 40 years for the death of ATF agents, but whatever. So within the following days, the FBI cuts power. The Davidians use it as a reason to not come out. The FBI starts using, quote, torture tactics, shining bright lights into the compound and playing loud noises loud over music, the speaker yeah. to disrupt sleep, uh, including sounds of crying rabbits and stuff like that. I'm like, making them erratic is the stupidest The dumbest thing you could thing fucking do. do. So on March 9th, like, but we're bored. Yeah, Come yeah, out. yeah. So we want. It's like uh, the Cold War is fucking. I want to fight. Yeah, I want to fight. We're yeah. here. Yeah, this MP5 is not going to yeah. unload itself. <laughs> so March nineteenth, Coerce says he's ready to surrender. Two adult men leave the compound, but not Coerce. Upcoming days, another seven come out and leave. The Branch Davidians observe federal forces cursing at the Davidians and giving them the middle finger from their tanks, as well as mooning them, giving them the feeling that they were on the right side of this fight that America was Babylon and that the federal forces were going to keep them from entering the kingdom of heaven and that they were crude men with no respect for God. I mean, um, uh, yeah. a lot of that lines up. <laughs> so uh, March 23rd, adult Livingston Fagan, as uh, of the 20-year... Um, sorry, oh, the 20-year Waco anniversary. So he's still a believer, saying he didn't want to go, but David told him to, in case everyone was killed, there needed to be someone to tell the story from their point of view. Uh, March 29th to 31st, um, sorry, Janet Reno meets with FBI officials about infighting among the feds. Coerce talks to a lawyer for the first time. Coerce agrees they will come out after Passover, a meaningful day for the Davidians. Sure. April 7th after Passover, Coerce refuses refuses to exit. And I'm just um, like. He refuses to agree, agree to an exit He date. makes himself sound like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. dude. Every time you do that, um, they don't believe you. You're pushing them to the force. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, so yeah. dumb. So April 8th, Fucking dumb. Uh, he releases transcripts of him, David, talking about meeting with the angels, which I read, and it's fucking bonkers. It's not it's good. Absol- it's insane. Imagine getting that release. The FBI's like, oh, uh, yeah. my God, <laughs> Jesus dude. Christ. Um, Coerce on April 9th sends four letters to the FBI, one stating, quote, the heavens are calling you to judgment. The FBI, a psychologist expert to analyze the letters, Considered him to be a par- in a paranoid state, but uh, paranoid state, but uh, psychotic nonetheless, basically, uh, and had no intentions on coming out. 
April 10th, tear gas plan is brought to the attention uh, the attention of General Janet Reno, told it would be implemented incrementally, giving the uh, driving the Davidians to a different part of the compound and even you know eventually out. So Janet Reno was ecstatic. What I'm sorry, she wasn't ecstatic about it, but it eventually she was persuaded because she was like, "What the fuck am I? What are we gonna do?" Um, so it seems like Janet Reno, who was in charge of all this now, had like some sense about her, but she had also never encountered anything like this so she's like i don't know what to do either so i mean i'm taking the advice of a group of people rather than making one decision myself so april 14th coerce says he needs to write a manuscript of interpretation of the seven seals and when guy. it was done he would come out fuck this guy <laughs> so fuck um, skip to the end of this yeah we're uh we're we're about there we got like one page that's it oh uh, my God. so they explore the tear gas plan um and but they're like oh children but <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. April 16th, Coerce says he's finished writing the first seal. Reno rejects the tear gas plan. Based on this, uh, based on this, she's like, oh, he's almost done. Oh, now. he's so, getting through the seal. Yeah, you so it remains bitch. under discussion. You stupid uh, idiot. They, April 18th, they start holding their children up in the tower that the FBI used, said was off limits due to its shooting advantage. So there was like a bird's yeah, nest yeah. up there, and like they were like, you can't go up there. That's too that good of a shooting fair, yeah, That wouldn't be fair to us and our hundreds you guys of men. Helicopters. So they, yeah, so they start like putting their um, children up there. up there just to like kind of taunt them and be like, go ahead, shoot it. They also hold up a sign that says flame out. Flames await. Um, so, all right. So, April 19th, FBI negotiator warned over the loudspeaker that they were under arrest and tear gas was going to be used against them around 6 a.m. FBI used two combat engineering vehicles to knock holes in the building and insert tear gas from spray nozzles attached to the booms. The Davidians begin firing at the FBI agent. FBI agents hold fire but increase more tear gas. Feds looking good at like 9.30. The CEV widens the hole in the compound for people to escape. By 11 a.m., things seem to go be, be going well for the FBI, and Janet Reno goes to an unrelated meeting. Like, what other meeting do you have to go to while this is happening Got right now? Got other stuff to do yeah, right now. So, uh, 11.45 a.m., the back wall of the compound collapses. Branch Davidians resume firing on the FBI from multiple positions. Just after noon, several fires erupt from the compound. FBI scrambles to get fire trucks on scene, but they were all way back in any. the staging area yeah. uh, and not in the active zone. FBI calls uh, for David to bring his followers out and bring them to safety. Nine individuals exit the compound and are arrested. Shortly after the sound of gunfire, com- shortly after sound of gunfire comes from inside the compound. Yeah, FBI believe the remaining followers are killing themselves or each other. It wasn't until twelve forty-five the FBI was be able to begin firefighting efforts. Those nine people were the last survivors of the Davidians. At the end of it all, seventy-six Branch Davidians were found dead. Uh, Twenty-two children. Seventy-six. Yeah. 22 children's age range from babies to the age of 13 died in a bunker where they were where they hid with remaining women. Uh, two brand new infants whose labor had been induced by the trauma of the fire and the gunfighting were among these kids that died. 20 people had gunshot wounds, including five children. A three-year-old was stabbed, oh. uh, suspected to be mercy killings by the Davidians when they had realized that they reached the point of no return in the blaze. David Coerce dies besides Steve Schneider, both sustaining fatal gunshot wounds. Order of death undetermined, but it's likely Steve shot David in the forehead, then shot himself. Why would David shoot himself? David would never. coward. Whether David, whether Coerce or his followers uh, had to do with the fires that took their life, government 
a final conclusion was that the Davidians were at fault due to not following orders, obviously, to leave the compound. The um, Contra was fucking insane. The world was shook. Too much. A lot to go over. Um, serious mistakes made by the FBI, obviously. Uh, and the ATF. Um, so, yeah, it's like... Isn't it kind of... And, and like, It was debated that the ATF started the fires. Yeah. But... I thought that the ultimate decider was that they did. That the, the yeah, Gideons did. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that being they would said, never, uh, they would never. I will never believe you. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, like, um, they could have started the fire but on accident. You know, like they did some dumb shit, like breaching charges or whatever. Yeah. Like who knows? So um, or the canisters that they were launching. This could've... obviously, this whole thing strengthened local militias and stuff like that because they were like, they, you know, it just this is what the, inspired the Unabomber. Yeah, I was say yeah. This, this is yeah, what inspired, inspired and the, the fucking Oklahoma bomb and the Oklahoma bomb. Yeah, I have the Oklahoma bombing in here. I know too um, much and survivors shit. still have a gathering every year of this. The Davidians? Yeah, the Davidians. But I think it's more of like a, just... we went through some shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. But uh, he has, and David still has a handful of followers around the world. That's insane. Uh, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, it's fucking, that is the Waco what siege and the Branch Davidians. Sorry, what that was so fuck, long. What a fuck, dude. That guy was horrible. Yeah, he's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, no, horrible. He's one of the. Uh, Absolutely horrible I, I, human being. Man, all those people got suckered in. It just sounds like the worst. Like, it's not even a good cult. Like, we'll get into... I'm going to cover Scientology yeah. later. Scientology had some benefits. Yeah, I, I yeah, know that sounds yeah. crazy, but they did. But this I mean, shit dude, is it's garbage. one of those. It's one of those things where, like, you... you it's pure belief. Dude. You are at a, you're at a vulnerable point yeah. in your life, and... You kind of like you're you're basically gra- looking for something to keep you going. You're like, I will hold on to anything at this point. You know, I will I will follow anything that gives me some sort of hope for life. And this guy comes along. You already have some religious undertones because you were raised, whatever. You know, yeah. And you're like, oh, he's this guy can talk about the Bible like a motherfucker. Like I'm super into this. And then it gets to the point where you're just like, I've invested so much into this, like I can't give up. Yeah, now. it's like pride, man. Like like the people you're wrong, who walked out, the, like the. The first ones and the second ones who walked out, like, those people are really interesting. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, man, you took this far. You took this far. And, like, you had a line, but it, like, man, Even, it was I later guess, than yeah, my line. Yeah, oh, for yeah, sure. I'd be gone right off the rip. Uh, but you're like, damn, dude, I guess I didn't realize what the end of days would look like. It kind of blows. I'm yeah. a leaf. I'm a skedaddle. I'm a skedaddle. I would rather go. Right, I'm a head out. <laughs> yeah, I would rather go uh, have sex, eat meat, smoke, and do whatever I yeah. want if we're all going to die. That is crazy. Yeah, also, dude. fuck the ATF. Yeah, Good fuck God. the ATF. Absolutely. There's there's a million better ways that could have been handled. No, 100%. A siege? Uh-huh. Jesus fuck. Um, okay. That was long. This Sorry. is going to be a long yeah. episode. Oh, well. Uh, you need to trim your goddamn Jonestown notes if that's what just happened. I need happened. to see how much. I need to see how much Jonestown notes I have. <laughs> uh, the so I'm covering the cult of Om Shinrikyo, which is a Japanese cult, and the name means the supreme truth. Uh, I used a bunch of sources: BBC, uh, some Japanese publications, some journals, whatever. Nice. nice. Um, Shinrikyo Om. I, 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 I'm going to struggle with some of the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. pronunciations and the order in which names are done. Because do they, they go by their second name. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, it's a syncretic belief system, which means that it draws from a few different sources. It's founded by Chizuo Masumoto, who later changed his name to Shoko Asahara. Nice. Asahara is what I'm going to refer to him as because okay. it's easier. Yeah. Was born to a poor family of seven children with no sight in one eye and a glaucoma uh, that's caused partial loss in the other. Okay. So he went to school for the blind, became an acupuncturist and a masseur. Masseur makes sense. 
acupuncturist would kind of freak me out. Yeah. I was like, you're going to be a bit. blind acupuncturist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Start sticking them things wherever you want, dude. <laughs> How's that feel? Oh, yeah. God. Right in my eyeball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he tried to go to college and didn't make it, unfortunately, and eventually got into astrology and Chinese medicine, which is a pretty standard insta-witch yeah. yeah. arc at yeah. this point. Honestly. Um. In 1982, he was fined for practicing pharmacy without a license. We just call that drug dealing in yeah, America. absolutely. Which some have reported turned him to religion and extremist views. Never. That's a weird turn. So, drug, huh? dealer, drug dealer to uh, a religious extremist. Well, you know, I mean, it was probably that he was selling weird Chinese herbs that were. Mm, yeah, I was yeah, just making a joke. You're right, you're yeah, right. I'm selling weird Mexican. <laughs> <herbs>. <laughs> um, so he started. Uh, in an apart like yoga and meditation classes in his apart a small Tokyo apartment in 1987. Okay, uh, it grew pretty steadily as he was uh, pretty educated and uh, managed to attract a lot of people and was eventually recognized by the government as an official religious organization. Uh, by then, he only had around like two to three thousand followers, but okay. upon official recognition, it started to really grow. Uh, it was around then that he started to get a lot of elite uh, school graduates. Like, it was kind of for educated, like, upper-end students. You know what I mean? And it was here that he claimed to be a Buddha who had achieved enlightenment and also believed uh, that he was the son of Christ. Son of a bitch. So How you both of them think? His thing is, yeah, he combined a lot of different... He had a lot of, like... um, Buddhist and but like Indian and Tibetan Buddhism and then a little bit of Hinduism primarily okay. embracing Shiva the goddess of death because she sounds the most badass. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's yeah, what dude. you got to do. Yeah, uh, and there's also the classic belief of a big change is coming from Christianity and a little bit of sprinkling of Nostradamus yeah, writings. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Fair, yeah. yeah, so I mean, and all the recipe checks out. The delightful recipe yeah. for <laughs> I'm the best and something terrible is going to happen and I will be able to stop it. Get fucked, nerds. Um. Bit of arguing between, uh, like, scholars that he can't mm. be considered Buddhist, but some people see it as an offshoot of Japanese Buddhism, uh, which is kind of what the group had thought itself, too. Okay. Uh, they founded the belief, saying that he wanted to bring back original Buddhism, but it was just a bunch of Christian rhetoric. So, Because Christians are really the ones scared of the end, you know? Buddhists yeah, are yeah. all like, like, well, we cool, will die yeah. and pass forth, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And but the Christians, Christians are like, are ter- oh, terrified. God, it's going to be so terrible, yeah. <laughs> but then we'll be in heaven, and that'll be cool. <laughs> that'll be tight. <laughs> so he published comics, magazines, animes, attempting to tie them together to his themes, um of ultimate truth and also he like tied together a lot of like space stuff uh he was really into like the theme of traveling out into the world and finding things you that's know what I, mean? kinda, I like that kind of used all of this stuff as like a missionary role yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he made this really interesting re- reference i found to the foundation trilogy by isaac asimov which uh is about a um civilization that has to plan for uh, an age of barbarism, and so they like set up this super long plan with this math that they develop that can calculate everything. Basically. Oh, okay, yeah, and Naturally. and so it's it's a really cool yeah. book, honestly. But um, it, so he just liked that the story of elite evolved scientists forced to prepare for an age of enlightenment by first going underground to survive survive an age of barbarism really worked for him, you know? Because yeah, that's literally exactly what we yeah. described with the Branch Davidians. <laughs> yeah. uh, spoiler alert. Um. Started expanding his recruiting efforts, 
and curing people with health improvement techniques, improving intelligence and positive thinking is what he claimed. You know, meditation shit and a little bit of insta bullshit yeah, with yeah. The take these special herbs. Put this um, witch haze on your asshole. Be fine. <laughs> oh, the burning means it's working. Yeah. That's the devil getting out of you. Uh, it started picking up a pretty large following globally. Uh, they tried to set up a office in America first in New York. And only got like 200 members. So it wasn't huge there. Because Americans okay. have had Christianity yeah, bullshit yeah, for ages. For, yeah. We don't Found want your weird Asian yeah. Christian <laughs> bullshit. We already have our foreigner. What year was this? Uh, this would have been like 89. Something yeah, like that. foreigners. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah. truly. Uh, so th- they had a lot more success in Russia, which, as you guys know, that, touches Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, estimates of 35 to 50,000 followers out there. Uh, tens of thousands in total. You know, there's no way to tell how many yeah, people yeah, like yeah. religion, but I've seen up to 100,000 followers globally, which is yeah. a lot. That's, That's a lot. lot. Yeah. Um, from- Sporadic everywhere, though. Like when you're not all congregated in one area, it's like. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah, it's like kind of hard yeah. to mobilize. But a lot of them are in Japan and Russia, so okay. they're kind of near each yeah, other. Yeah. Um, from 1990 to 1995, the group's net worth rose from $500 million to over a billion God dollars. God damn. Because they were hanging out with elites. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, there's a bit of mystery about the initiation rituals, and they're not well dis- um, covered. Yeah. Uh, the official teachings rejected materialism, of course, but Actually. some cult members testified that they paid. Quite a lot to do some of these initiation rituals. One person said they spent $8,100 to drink Asahara's blood. What? And I was like, didn't that amount feel weird? Yeah. (laughs) That's very specific. What are you doing? Um, There are some reports. 73 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, do you got exact change? Yeah. I don't have any on me. Uh, Yeah. You you take cards? (laughs) (laughs) There are some reports where they took a boatload of LSD and then rejected materialism by giving Asahara all of their money. Oh, yeah. That's that's how. If you want to reject your materialism. (laughs) Reject that. Right cash app yeah, is <laughs> snacks and official. Send it on over. <laughs> Reject it right into yeah. my wallet, please. Um, said that he wanted to take the sins of the world. Claimed he could transfer his spiritual power to his followers and take away their sins. Textbook. Yeah, fuck. You know how yeah, it is. Yeah. This guy doesn't have a lot of like really specific shit like him. He yeah. he's really spinning oh, yarns. It, it, you know? it was it was the it was that fucking. Hyper fixation, that's yeah, the, and that's the I forgot the, what I the syndrome that we talked oh, about. Oh, Gert, Gersh, Gersh, Gersh was, yeah, I can't Gersh, remember something like that. Girthy syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the group had not made a lot of inroads into politics, but they had made great inroads with gifted scientists who gradually do to do- dominate the upper echelons of the orb. Really, lots of like intelligent scientists, scientists who that like, always baffles works me, at dude. universities, yeah. dude. That always baffles me when super intelligent people get into like cult shit. Plus, like, I mean, you got to think about it. Once you get twenty cool scientists in, the twenty first scientist is like, "Damn, you guys yeah. got twenty scientists? Yeah. All right, all right, shit. all right. Yeah, that makes sense." Um, makes so sense. by nineteen eighty nine, uh, they weren't making the progress that they'd hoped. So Asahara wanted to transform the group. From a religious org spreading its message to a military org. Oh, naturally. Oh. That, that swift transition oh. as they usually go. They tried again to form the Shinrito Party, where 25 people, including Asahara, ran for office in the equivalent of parliament. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And no one was elected, which was a deciding factor in Asahara's ambitions to use violence to seize power and achieve their means. Because classic insult energy, oh, you guys don't like me? Well, I'll just murder yeah, you. fucking, I'll God. shoot you in the face. So the group then built a stronghold near Mount Fuji and developed a network of international and national procurement strategies that were apparently quite 
sophisticated. Really? Including the development of smaller factories to produce materials on site. Their intent was to create a chemical weapons stockpile. No shit. They had over 300 trained Japanese scientists and engineers in their ranks starting a program headed by a virologist by the, from the Kyoto University who harvested botulinum bacteria in 1989. That's crazy. So they were trying to make chemical weapons. M- most most cults are like, yeah, we're going to do this. But they're not like really with the shit. They don't have the Bro, means of production. These dude, people had the I was shocked means. by how much these guys were That's with it. That's crazy. And um, it was revealed later in 1990 that they had tried to make about 2,400 gallons of crude broth of this toxin, this botulism toxin, and spray it. Uh, at, they sprayed it at two U.S. naval bases. No shit. Secretly. It didn't do anything. Okay. But their shady methods of building facilities and illegally obtaining permits were revealed to the public, and several members were arrested in October. Fearing a raid, the bio and chemical weapon stockpiles were ordered to be destroyed. So they no one knew about the, the they, Navy shit at all, which because it didn't work. Yeah. And yeah. But they did know that he was pressuring people to get these leases and stuff, and then yeah. building shit there that people didn't want. Yeah, yeah, And that's what got people mad. Really? Uh, so That's so crazy that the Navy was like, they didn't, didn't even know. know well, because it didn't work. It they didn't just work. Like, gross broth soup. But also, it's like, you should know when someone's that's spraying chemicals around 2, your compound. 2,400 gallons? Yeah. Doesn't that take a while to yeah. spray? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I wonder how they did it. I wonder if they were like... The little gardens. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, <laughs> too. Take it forever, they're, they're walking bro. around, like, pumping, oh, just, like, spraying fuck, the walls dude. and stuff like that. How no, many does one of these hold? No, nobody, one yeah, gallon. And nobody was like, that's weird. Who this are you? have been there for, like, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> So, following the traditional escalation of a militarized uh, religious organization, whipped up as doomsday prophecy, which included a World War III that the United States starts, which, you know, I mean, that's plausible. fair. Yeah. Fair. Uh, and referring to the United States as the beast from the book of Revelation, because that's all anyone Dude. ever reads. Yeah, yeah yep. Uh, that would attack Japan. I'm glad we covered mine second. Yeah. Yours is, I'm like, I don't even need to talk Just about it. tying in. Yeah. <laughs> This war that the United States uh, instigates would obviously end in nuclear Armageddon, specifically using the Christian term from the Book of Revelation, that would end all of humanity. Except, for, of course, for Ashara and his followers. Martyrs. Because he could protect them from the nuclear blast with his holy energy. Yeah. uh, And his yoga. So his, they have God and anime on their side. (laughs) Quite literally. (laughs) So his mission was to spread the word of his salvation and survive the end of days. The end of days that the United States was going to start. Yeah. He's thinking this would all go off in 97. Picked a date. Picked a date. So, 97. Fucked it up. He also claimed that Armageddon was necessary for human relief, kind of like how edgy 13-year-olds think diseases should run rampant to kill the weak. Yeah. It's lazy, pseudo-intellectual, Darwinist bullshit. Um, Really, I didn't find a lot that went into his specific teachings, and no one seems so motivated to find out yeah they don't really <laughs> like all right the branch davidians i found tons of shit oh yeah and yeah. i'd you know i've been obsessed or really interested with the siege and everything yeah, about yeah, that yeah. for a long time but this was like as much as researching that i did hardly anyone really talked about exactly his beliefs <laughs> oh yeah it, it's it, not that important. i mean it didn't <laughs> really sound like a bunch of i don't know it it was it was more like a weird political belief than like a deeply held religious belief. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know, there's a lot of like U.S. looming over Japan yeah, shit yeah, in, yeah. in their history. Yeah. So, um, in 1992, 
They'd actually sent a group to render medical aid to an Ebola outbreak in uh, Zaire in uh, West Africa, but their goal was to obtain the Ebola virus while simultaneously procuring vaccines and pathogens to protect themselves from it. Uh, They didn't get any. Okay. Uh, That's good. And this is something that comes up a lot. They have a lot of book smarts, a lot of technically uh, uh, educated uh, people and members, but not a lot of experienced or wise ones who could really pull off the shit. Because by now, they would be mass murderers if they were actually good at what they were trying to do. So um, they use their New York connections to purchase equipment for clean rooms to develop viruses. Jesus. Um, and Asahara also visited a military base in Russia in 1993 where the contingent of the group's mender, uh, members underwent military training from Russian military. Dude. 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 And Holy then shit. they purchased an MI-17 Soviet transport helicopter and sent that back to Japan. They were going to spray chemicals with it. It was the plan. Oh, my God. Bro. Yeah, they were with this. Dude. Like, and, like, the ATF's like, they brought short rifles. Yeah. I'm like, where is Japan <laughs> yeah. right now? These guys are getting crazy shit off. So, in 1993, he publishes a book called Beyond Life and Death. Outlining his beliefs, declaring himself Christ, Lamb of God, Japan's only fully enlightened master. Always a great start. Uh, this was the same year that they also purchased a 500,000-acre uh, sheep farm in Australia to mine uranium what? and test chemical weapons. Dude, holy They purchased shit. eight mining leases from the Australian Department of Minerals and, and Energy. nobody was like... For getting uranium. No one was like, that's a little odd. Dude! Who are you guys? This is yeah. huge! Yeah. I, I'm like... This is so yeah. pre nine eleven. Didn't raise this any is the most pre nine eleven story I've you ever would be heard on in like my life. Lists if the, like <laughs> the same people who were fucking uh like b- going to Russia and buying uranium in Australia. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Are you serious? I'm probably on a list for visiting Russia and googling yeah. uranium. <laughs> um, they yeah they had the mining leases and there was even a group. Dedicated to reviving Nikola Tesla's works. They spent a lot of time and money researching and finding his original patents, specifically hoping to recreate a particle beam accelerator that Tesla had designed that was theoretically capable of shooting down an airplane with a concentrated beam of 200 miles away. Like, they were like, this was like Dr. Yeah, Evil they shit. were, yeah. They, Do- like, they were looking at sharks beams, with freaking dude. lasers on their heads. <laughs> so, in June of 1994, the Om Shinrikyo cult attempts to assassinate three judges expected to rule against the cult in the real estate dispute that I mentioned earlier yeah. in what was later dubbed the Matsumo Incident. They'd planned to attack the courthouse, but the, mem- the members uh, showed up too late. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I hate hearing That's this so shit. funny. I'm like, it would be so frustrating <laughs> yeah. working with – you're like, bro, plan this you en- were late to plan this? Plan this entire – it's like – Anything you thought you should be late for in your life, and this oh, was it. This what, is what is your yeah. fucking excuse? <laughs> oh, sl- oh, that made me mad. Even if they're, what they're doing is horrible, I'm like, useless fucking people. So uh, they didn't get to the courthouse. It closed down, so they decided to go to the three-story building, apartment building, where, incredibly, it was reported all three judges lived. What? And I was like, don't do that. Yeah, That's you shouldn't shit. put everybody in one so area. So at 10.40 p.m., a refrigerator truck modified to vaporize 12 liters of liquid sarin into a cloud of sarin gas 
a powerful nerve agent that causes respiratory paralysis and suffocation, is fucking was scary. pumped into the apartment building. No shit. 274 people were treated for darkened vision, eye pain, numbness in hands, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, etc. Yeah. While five residents were found dead in their apartments. Uh, two died immediately after getting to the hospital, That's basically. crazy. Uh, one victim remained in a coma for 14 years, only to awake in 2008. Not really. They died. Uh, it's like, they okay, died. Wait a minute. They were in a coma for 14 yeah, years, but they that's died. That's still crazy, though. I know. 14 years. Uh, unfortunately, the police focused uh, specifically on this victim's husband as the perpetrator for the investigation because he had a bunch of pesticides in his house. Oh, really? Uh, they did not find out who did this. They, he, they were investigating him, and they thought it was him. There were reports of dead dogs, birds, caterpillars, trees, and grass in a 150-meter radius around the building. Dude, holy fuck. Afterwards, they received an anonymous tip that they did not follow up on. Nice. Matsumoto was definitely an experiment of sorts. The results of the experiment in an open space, seven dead, over 200 injured. If sarin is released in an enclosed space, say a crowded subway, it is easy to imagine a massive catastrophe. That was the note, the tip that they got. That was the anonymous tip that they got. No follow-up. They were just like, dang. Anyway, this guy with his pesticides murdered Which, uh, it turns out, you can't even make the sarin gas from the pesticides he had in his house. Horrible. Dude, how many, what one did we talk about? The Brian Wells case? There was another one where they just picked a random fucking guy to blame it on. You remember what I'm talking about? Which which season wasn't that, that we covered? The it was the my the cinema movie club season. There um, was one where they just picked a random fucking guy. I remember. I thought it was one you did, but the Brian Wells one had rem- was all over. Yeah, I remember. Also, we talked a little bit about uh, manhunt. I remember talking with you about manhunt where the Olympic Park bombing. That's it. That was and it. they. <laughs> They basically were they like, picked a R- yeah, Richard, guy. the guy, they picked the guy who fucking figured out the yeah. bomb was there, like, was the reason everyone was like, saved. I and, just, yeah. I, man, my heart breaks for this dude with his wife in a coma for a decade, yeah. you know, while he was getting blamed for the thing that he definitely yeah. didn't do. Yeah. So in Japan, or January of 1995, the group purchases an experimentation data package and process server to model complex molecular experimentation, and in February... Just kind of a random one. They bought 200 knives and gas masks uh, out of their New York office, which was a violation of the U.S. State Department regulations. Which, still. Knives, huh? I know. That's a little weird. I, they're like, <laughs> helicopters and knives. Yeah. And I'm like, you had to buy them in the U.S. and risk that? Like, I, I guess, get some- I, I wonder if they thought, like, if we buy 200 guns and gas masks, that's going to set off some red well, flags. Well, it's pretty much impossible but... to get them into Japan. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So yeah. I guess knives were the next fucking... This is that, what happens, guys, when you ban guns. They just make yeah. gas weapons, yeah. I guess. Which is far scarier. Uh, uh, so, on March 20th of 1995, at the peak of morning rush hour, on one of the busiest commuter transport systems in the world, five members of the cult perforate their bags of liquid sarin with sharpened umbrellas, which I was like, why? Why umbrellas? I thought that was so weird. I wonder. I wonder if it's like... Just to be inconspicuous, it, it, like I guess, it's, I guess it's not that if, hard to if fuck someone with the bag. if someone sees someone like stabbing a backpack, they're gonna be like, "What's in that bag? What's going on there?" I guess, but I guess like it's easier to play it off like you dropped your or you like yeah, hit your bag yeah. with your umbrella and walk off. So five members of the cult perforate their bags uh, on three different subway lines, leaving them on the floor to leak out. 
Sarin is one of the the most volatile nerve agents, uh, which causes it to evaporate quickly. Yeah, it's short lived but immediate threat. Yeah. Um, in the next few hours, nearly six thousand people were transported to hospitals, with most being pretty much just worried and mildly yeah. injured. Several people went to work suffering from the effects of the exposure. Oh, damn. Many victims sought care later into the day as they learned of the attack. Um, in total, eight people were killed that day, and five more would die in hospitals later. It took hours for hospitals to learn what was causing the symptoms, and it was only because of a professor at a school of medicine who had previously treated the Matsumoto victims. Oh, really? Had seen the reports on TV that he whipped up a group to call up all the hospitals and explain what he needed to do to treat all that those dude. people. And real really one. interestingly, in a nearby prefecture, uh, a, the, a pharmaceutical company that produces the things that you need to treat sarin gas exposure saw the reports, loaded up a truck, and drove there before anybody called. That's they were like, tight. Fuck, they go, were like, we go. know, we they know exactly do. what's go. going on here. Yeah, and I thought that was cool. That's cool uh, as shit. And at the time, I mean, sarin gas exposure was unbelievably rare. Yeah, a, yeah. A hospital doesn't know how to fucking deal yeah, with that yeah. shit. It's like, uh, it's like. In Chernobyl happened, like, treating yeah. radiation was so rare it's they were, so like, different. they yeah. didn't have anything on hand for it. So, uh, the attack, you know, they capture a few of the people who uh, perpetrate it, and the police uh, raid the facilities immediately after the attack, eventually seizing the headquarters in Tokyo after, uh, six weeks with the first airborne brigade of the Japanese self-defense force waiting nearby because they thought some shit was going to yeah, pop Yeah, they were like, fucking let's like, go, Let's dude. do this. Um, they, and there wasn't a big fucking thing. But they get Asahara, and they indict over 200 members of the group after the attack. No shit. It, it's just a lot. Uh, the group lost its religious status, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, fair. Uh, fair. And that we have, we're going to have stories later in our season that don't lose their yeah. religious status. No, um, and not. had many of their assets seized. The parliament rejected a request to outlaw the group specifically, but they did increase funding to monitor them. Okay. Um, the Asahara was sentenced to death by hanging because the Japanese do all of their executions by hanging, which is surprisingly Fucking, very brutal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and February of twenty-seven or February twenty-seventh, two thousand and four, he appealed on the grounds of mental instability all the way to the Supreme Court, but they told you to go fuck yourself, and he uh, was rejected on it all accounts. Using using the mental instability, I know at least here in America, using this this insanity insanity rule, which a lot of people I cover do, um, it's damn near impossible it's hard to get it's that. really hard you can't you're like the amount of a, insanity that you need to get off isn't a guy who flies to russia and buys a helicopter yeah 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 no no, no yeah no you it's not you are not uh, it's not a guy who finds a uranium yeah, mine or like i mean even founding a fucking cult like that just shows you're you're insane but you're not the insane of like i don't know what my actions are yeah. kind of insane um, so Japan does not announce the dates of executions, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, so on July of 2018, they announced that Ashihara had been executed along with six others involved. Really? Uh, so yeah, they've executed seven months. I thought if I remember reading correctly, this could be fucking, you know, just some shit I saw on the internet, but like they don't ad announce the date. <clears throat> excuse me of executions to the public but they also don't announce it to the prisoners they're just they just wait on death row and they're like that's hard they like like some guy will roll up to their fucking cell and be like let's go today's the day i don't really i think the death sentence shouldn't exist i don't think the state should hang anyone and i think that their lives would be worse in a small box forever i agree but that 
is a really yeah, brutal. That's just, <laughs> waking up every day Holy like is today. Fuck. I do the I, I I would imagine as time goes on, the anxiety just becomes numbing, where you're just like. All right, yeah, see you I mean, it's like I, I don't know. It's like reports of being in a battlefield where yeah. they're just like I okay. could be dropped at any moment. Yeah, and yeah. just get used to it. Yeah, which is unfathomable to me because mm-hmm. I live in Kansas. Uh, One hundred and eighty-nine yes. members were indicted. Thirteen hanged. Five got life in prison. Eighty prison sentences range in range of two to fucking sixty years. Uh, Eighty-seven suspended sen- sentences, okay. which kind of surprised me. Two fines and one single not guilty in the whole group. That guy's story. (laughs) Uh, Funny you ask. The innocent one uh, went on run for 17 years after this attack. They were not arrested until 2012. Uh, In 2014. They went on run for 17 years and they were like, all right, see you later, buddy. And, and so in 2014, after they've been caught for two, you know two years after they've been caught, yeah. they've been sentenced to prison for five years. But the decision was eventually overturned because ultimately it was decided no fucking way this dude knew they were making a mega sarin bomb because he was transporting like his whole thing was transporting some chemicals and uh, they're like what does okay. he how could yeah. he possibly that's know fair. I guess that's you know fair. and like yeah. yeah like there's obviously like the 13 hanged some of those people were the ones poking the bats, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, they knew what yeah, they were fucking yeah. doing. But there's obviously going to be people who were like, you know, I, I just bought office supplies yeah, for the cold. Yeah, I'm for, sorry, I didn't I just got know. this driving job. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I was kind of down on my luck, so it seemed really it seemed good. It seemed like money. nice people yeah. are very welcoming. Yeah. A lot of smart guys here. <laughs> Honestly, uh, like, a lot of intelligent people, I thought, yeah. you know, didn't think they would do this. Uh, <clears> I, but I was stunned that you could run for 17 years. And, and they'd the, be like, st- all right, Dude, buddy. Because remember the story, another uh, cinema club, Philip Morris. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Well, th- what was it? what was Philip the actual dude's name? Stephen. Stephen. Ste- oh, are you talking about the guy that the escaped? The escaped Stephen J. Russell. Yeah. 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 Stephen Russell. Yeah. He um got the book thrown at yeah, him for he, getting escaped. Well, I did remember. I all the remember time. uh the if I remember correctly, it was either the attorney that was against him or the prosecutor the DA or something they like that. They had a was, lot of beef. It was that it was like uh, the guy the company he embezzled from the person who owned it like the attorney was one of the witnesses. W- well, or the uh, they were like his sister-in-law or something like that. Yeah, so there was yeah. like connections there that he was like, "Hey, throw the fucking book at him." And then she was like, "All right." So, incredibly, interviews with the group after the attack and the dismemberment or dismantlement. Yeah, I was like, "Who got dismembered?" Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> led police to discover Seven to eight other attempts to use nerve agents really? for assassination. That's crazy. Which finally linked together a previously unsolved missing persons case where they found a lawyer's corpse that um, he had been preparing one of the real estate uh, cases against them. Oh, really? And they disappeared him, killed him with yeah. VX gas. Oh, so they exhumed no, his corpse and they and they did the autopsy and they were like this is the first corpse we've ever found that had VX, VX yeah. gas in it and um yeah that was another murder that they they didn't even know about and there were um a couple other attempts to assassinate like judges and uh, uh journalists and they didn't work they were bums honestly but like Fucking holy Dude, shit. The, These guys tried over and over. Yeah, and the when I was in the military, nothing really scared me of, like, you know, getting shot at, whatever, going somewhere and getting blown up, 
whatever. But the only gas that, the only thing that ever scared me was gas. It's brutal. Was a was a was a nerve agent attack. And it's like you know we walk around. We did a lot of like I, I don't know, man. We, I feel like we did a ton of chemical warfare training, like full mop gear and everything like that. Like we did a ton of it. And, you know, people, yeah, we walk around with gas masks on us, but what you got to also understand is those gas masks, like, the mop suits that you wear aren't for, you can carry them on patrol, but if you get slimed, like, you're not, that's not for you. That's for the people coming to recover your body. Yeah. Like, you're not going to survive that. No. Uh, or the chances of you surviving I are mean, slim. plus, it, once a war gets to that point, nobody's surviving yeah. shit. Yeah. It's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Uh, Japan passed eventually a law in 2008 allowing the country to monitor the group pretty much indefinitely. Nice. Because uh, they Japan has a really, really powerful privacy yeah, laws. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard to break into that shit. So uh, the group is on the radars of intelligence services all over the world because there are still over 2,000 members. Of, Jesus. Really? Uh, yeah, of the Om Shinrikyo cult. They changed their name, the cult to name to Aleph in 2000 and the year means the truth or something. I don't remember. Okay. Um, and active rings were discovered in Montenegro as recently as 2016 oh, with similar shit. evidence of bizarre initiations yeah what? so yeah and that's all i had but i was like deeply struck by the scale of that's this cult the, and yeah. the fact that they they carried out so many like attacks before like and a, attack attempts caught. and it, especially spraying that shit on a naval base like how i, I get shocking pre-9-11 so it's like pre-9-11 security is not like Super tight like it is now. This shit but would like, never that fly would never again. go in it. Like if you are if if you are like looking suspicious on like but a fucking base. But like, also right. the Soviet Union dissolved in ninety one and you could do anything you yeah, wanted over fair. in Russia yeah, in the nineties. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> can I buy some uh, old missiles yeah. and a helicopter? They're like, yeah, yeah, sure, dude. Sure. Fuck yeah. We, like, we just bought yeah. this from Pepsi actually. We'll give you a discount. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to know how to use it? We'll oh, teach you. Oh my god, dude, that's fucking. And that's crazy. the end of the Om Shinrikyo cult. That's uh, a, I always wondered because I know I, I you know obviously I know about the Saren I didn't Sarah know Gassan, how, but I didn't know yeah. that it was involved. Like there was a cult so was much more. Yeah, some people were like, "Fuck it." I didn't, know? and I thought they were more political. I thought it would be like I didn't yeah, realize yeah, they yeah. were like a, a, a religious cult that had perpetrated it, and I picked it because I knew about the sarin gas attack. Yeah, and was just shocked by to learn. How much uh, that shit they've done? Sarin gas is just. Do you ever see that? Uh, like that mock terrorist attack they did in that mall yeah where they simulate how quickly Horrible. sarin gas can fucking kill somebody Horrible. It's like people are just going down left and it's right it's really dude. hard to do that shit yeah to oh, make yeah. that gas yeah like, gas is a really complicated uh, and it's, uh, i mean nerve gases know. are impossible to synthesize yeah. it's like it takes a lot of work so thank god for that yeah you, know, thank you can't just whip Jesus. that shit and like it's it, a lot of them are it's just not like just throwing some bleach bombs yeah. in the back of the airplane yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them are like it's they're scary because a lot of them are like odorless and fucking like, yeah colorless and it's just if someone like i think the whole faux like gas attack was basically they had a plastic bag or a paper bag that was like liquid in it and yeah that's, and that's essentially what it is you know someone could drop a bag like ex exactly How, what they did I a backpack next with, to weird bags of mysterious fluids on public yeah, transport several times fucking dude it's terrifying it was it was pretty scary shit uh i was really surprised that they're still going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was surprised. I mean, they're basically a terrorist organization. Oh, 100%. Some of the, a lot of the best info I found about the stuff that they did, like the procurement about of the facilities and the helicopter and everything, yeah. were from uh, counterterrorism journals. Really? That's where I found it, yeah. That's wild. Yeah, That's they were, fucking... these guys were like, 
pushing it. They, I, I, and there, I don't think there's been why. anything even close to that scale in the U.S. No, huh, it, no, I mean, no. God, no. Not it that I can even blows think my of. mind. Yeah, pretty fucking terrible. I mean, there's like mass suicides, obviously, but the carrying out an event like that on other people, not here. Glo- yeah, yeah, horrifying. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a good first episode. Yeah, Our two long episodes. God damn it! I remember someone, uh, someone in my life was like. I when we released the last episode, they were like two hours, and I was like, "Yeah, it was <laughs> eat my balls." Yeah, it, was, it was a long. Shut time. up! <laughs> You're um, welcome. We also forgot to tell them to rate, rate review, and no. subscribe in the beginning, dude. Um, all right, well, please we'll, do it. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for another cult episode. You don't know which one you're covering, right? Uh, I gotta let me find. I find my Jonestown notes. If not, I can. Do you want to? I want to cover Jonestown, let's but I'll not look for... end with both of us covering our longest again. We need to no, split no, no, those no, no. up. Yeah, that no, was no. a mistake. I mean, I, I don't think we're gonna end with us covering something super long. So, okay. If anything, you know, we'll try to keep a minimum on how many pages, or, or max, a max yeah. on how many pages we do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks yeah. for hanging out. We'll, uh, yeah. Uh, great reviews, good old cults. Great reviews, yeah. subscribes. Let us know. Don't join you, a cult. Yeah, don't join a cult. Please. Fucking good. If you Fucking don't, God. don't join a cult. Like, <laughs> just I can't put. I can't stress it enough. Could you not? Yeah, just it's not. It doesn't go well for anybody. None of these uh, stories yeah, are gonna yeah, have. Or have a good. Endings, I swear ending, to yeah. God. All right, we'll see you next week. Be safe. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. Love you so much. Bye bye.